You're listening to Your Woo Woo Best Friend, a no BS approach to wellness, spirituality, manifestation, and all things mystical. Hello, it's Andy. Welcome back to Your Woo Woo Best Friend. How are you? How are you? I have a solo episode ahead for you today, and there's quite a few things I want to spend some time with you on. We're going to talk about some of the tools that I have used over the course of time to really begin to uncover my purpose, deep connection to soul purpose. We're going to talk about that, and I want to talk about this trend that we've been seeing all over the internet this summer about romanticizing your life and how when the world gets mad, which it often feels like it is, we can do a bit more of that romanticizing process every day, creating beauty in the everyday. So I want to talk about those things. Before we get into it, some life updates. My wedding is officially less than two months away as I sit and record this episode. And that feels like a lot. It's stressful. It's beautiful. I'm excited. And Ben and I are really reminding ourselves on the daily that the intention of this ceremony, of this experience is about celebrating our love. And one of the things I've learned in this process is it doesn't matter if you're having a wedding for 30 people, which is what we're doing, a very small family wedding, or a wedding for 100 people, all of the planning is the same. They're still planning the reception. They're still helping folks to find where they're going to stay. They're still getting the dress and the hair and makeup and the flowers and the suits and the cakes etc, etc. So it's been a lot. And I've been reminding myself to stay in the flow of the intention of what we're doing and why we're doing it. We're getting married on the beach in Malibu. And it's going to be a Friday afternoon wedding. And then we're having a reception at a gorgeous restaurant in the forest in Topanga Canyon called Inn of the Seventh Ray. And then on Saturday, the day after the wedding, we're having friends and family over to our house for an afternoon barbecue, late afternoon, I think. And that's our game plan. We've considered what we'd like to do for a honeymoon, and we've decided we want to stay home for a little bit right after the wedding. So we're going to do that. We're going to just stay home, just the two of us. We'll be going right into the holiday season. And we decided that's what we want. So we're not going to travel for the holidays. We're planning to do some sort of trip like perhaps Hawaii later, very end of the year or very beginning of 2023 as our honeymoon. That's our game plan. And I've got Bali on the calendar for March of 2023. If you have not yet checked out our Bali retreat, do so. There's only a couple of spaces remaining, and it's going to be absolutely magnificent. It'll very much be that romanticizing your life, soft living sort of vibe. We will experience Balinese culture, and we'll be staying in a really beautiful space with a spa and a pool in the jungle, surrounded by nature. We'll go visit the water temple, do some really great hikes, go visit the market, lots of incredible plans. And my intention is that I'll be staying there for a bit longer than the retreat. So that will feel a little bit like a personal honeymoon unless I can convince Ben 
to join me in Bali, which I am working on. So we will see how that goes. So that's what's happening in my life. I will be having a guest coming on the show. I believe it will happen next month. I'll keep you posted to talk about fertility. My doctor from Kind Body, which I have not spent a lot of time talking about this yet on the show. I have really considered how I'd like to have this conversation. I have shared with this audience in past that Ben and I are working on starting a family. I am over 40, and I know there are many women in their 30s and 40s that are considering starting families later in life than what was the norm decades ago or even a decade ago. And with that, I want to bring the education and the knowledge that I am receiving from working with Kind Body and my doctor there. As women, I think we often believe we have all the answers about what it takes to start a family. And I am finding that as knowledgeable as I thought I was, there is so much more to it. So stay tuned for that episode. I'm actually going to share an episode about my experience, and then I'll share an episode with my doctor joining to answer all sorts of questions. I think we'll have an AMA probably on Instagram as well, and maybe even an event, a private event where you can come and join a Zoom, meet her and ask questions. So if that sounds like something that's interesting to you, send me a note and let me know. I'd love to share that opportunity with you if it feels aligned for you. Okay, so what else is happening on the personal front? La Foray, our retreat house, is open. We have had our first guests coming into the retreat house and experiencing it, and the reviews have been incredible thus far. I'm so grateful that the first people experiencing and enjoying the retreat house have been this community. If you are interested in booking, here's what I've done. I've gone ahead and set up an Airbnb link. We are going to be setting up our own booking system through WeWee Studio. But for now, you can book via Airbnb. I wanted to go ahead and get it out there to you. And we have set it up with discounted rates for this community on Airbnb. I will leave the link, the Airbnb link, in the show notes. And if you're interested in booking now you can do so. We have yoga mats, a writer's room. It is a house situated in the middle of the forest. It's a gorgeous little cabin. You could bring yourself solo solo meditation or solo writer's retreat or yourself and a friend. It's equipped for four people. So, you know, if you wanted to do something together, a little yoga retreat together, you could certainly do that too. I want to thank Society6, who has supported me with the design and the decor of the house. I absolutely love Society6. It is a home to a thriving community of independent artists worldwide, each with their own unique designs that live on the platform. So when you go to Society6, you can choose your favorite artist and then pair the art with Society6's best-in-class selection of home decor, bed and bath, apparel, tech accessories, furniture, or lifestyle goods. So basically, you're choosing the art and then it's printed onto these really great materials so that you can get pillows or blankets or chairs or bed and bath products. It's really incredibly cool. 
I am such a fan and you can get anything from minimalist wall art to beautiful original photography for every room in your house, bathroom to bedroom to kitchen, all sorts of styles like rustic and modern patterns, all sorts of things. I have several gallery walls in the house with in the cabin in the retreat house with society six artists represented and I specifically shopped by artist I love supporting artists that I'm a fan of so I shopped by artists and I also shopped the trending now section and quite a few other sections but I started there and it was super helpful I'm also working on my back deck. I'm going to have this party for the wedding, the barbecue that I talked about. And so I'm doing some really fun design on our back deck in our home in Los Angeles in partnership with Society6. If you're interested in shopping Society6, go check out their site and you can use the code ANDY25 for 25% off. And I will leave that for you in the show notes as well. Okay, so on to the episode. Let's talk today about North Node Astrology and human design. So you probably know your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign. And if you're in this community, you may know your North Node sign as well. This is your lunar node of destiny. If you're like, wait, what is this? The North Node in your birth chart shows you the way to your soul's purpose. In other words, your North Node represents where you're going. It includes the lessons you will learn, the areas of major growth, and the characteristics that you're taking on, that you're beginning to develop as you move closer to aligning to your purpose. When we understand our North Node, we can tap into alignment as we move forward on a clearer path towards our highest calling. It's a really great tool to stop questioning yourself. What I love is, and I find real magic here, is when you begin to integrate your North Node with your human design type. We've talked a lot about human design on this pod. Human design is your birth chart that helps you to understand your unique energy and superpowers. It's a combination of things. It's a little astrology. It's the I Ching. It's Kabbalah. It's your genetic coding. And by understanding your type, your strategy, and your profile within human design, you can begin to live in harmony with your innate energetics, which heightens your manifestation abilities and ultimately will make you happier overall. Together, North Node Astrology and Human Design, I feel like it's just, it is the vibe. And if you're interested in Going deeper on the North Node specifically, listen on because that's what I want to spend a little bit more time on today. So the North Node, the North Node represents that area of growth and the life lessons that we're integrating. So when we start to decode our North Nodes, it's important to consider both our North Node, your individual North Node, and the current North Node globally. Yes, the globe has a North Node as well. Generally, we find that in our 20s, it's a period of experimentation. We're coming into our own. Around ages 28 or so, we start going through that Saturn return. And oftentimes, it goes through about age 32 that we are really called to find what fulfills us, what our life is truly going to be about. Now, let me just say this. 
Saturn return happens around 28. We're talking about finding fulfillment through about age 32. This does not mean that you cannot continue to evolve, pivot, transform. When I look back at my life at 32 and who I was then compared to who I am today, I have pivoted multiple times. And that's the beauty of the North Node. It continues to point the way. It's like that North Star in the sky. And when we are tuned in, when we are dialed in, when we are completely open and receiving, we get that North Node energy in a much more amplified way. The areas in which the nodes apply to our individual lives also depend on our house placements and other planetary placements. So as you look on your chart at your North Node, take a look at where it is and then look at the house that that particular sign rules in your birth chart. And then you'll start to really uncover some goodness. You'll get to really get specific about your soul purpose, your destiny for this lifetime. I love taking some time looking at your North Node chart, getting really clear, and then journaling about where you've been, your comfort zone. That's your South Node, by the way. It's the seat of your comfort zone. It's the area that you lived in up until about ages 28 to 32. And around that time of your Saturn return, that's when the North Node really begins to get activated. So sit and do some journaling about your comfort zone. Notice what is it that I do really well? What could I just hang out and do for the rest of my life and feel like, hey, I got this. And then think about tapping into your intuition, really considering what you're feeling called to next in life. Study that North Node sign and see what opens up for you. We have on WeWe Studio a really incredible workbook called Uncover Your Soul Purpose. I'll leave a link to that too in the show notes. And depending on what your North Node is, you can go and use the workbook to give you lots of information around what to prioritize in your life. There's also some incredible reflection questions. While you're listening here today, I'm going to take you through a couple of these reflection questions. And this will help you to further dial into that intuitive knowing of what you are here to do, what you are called to do. So the first question is this, what are you doing when you feel you're most empowered? What are you doing when you feel you're most empowered? And then when do you tend to feel resistant? And I want to speak about resistance for just a minute. When you are feeling that resistance, there's a couple things that could be going on. I love the book, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, and he really personifies this idea of resistance. There's that type of resistance that's like just taking you off your path because we are human beings and we're living a human experience, and sometimes the muse is having a little trouble landing. There's that type of resistance. And then there's the resistance of, I'm doing this thing, I'm doing something that I feel is my path, or I feel is taking me closer to my path, and it feels terrible inside, and I cannot quite get it going, and I feel like I'm clawing myself forward. That resistance is quite different. In that case, I would suggest considering if 
your soul, if your inner being is truly aligned to what you're doing, and if you're doing that thing because you just think it's what you're supposed to be doing, it's not actually what aligns for you. So think about that. Where do you tend to feel resistance? Okay, then let's think about where in your life do you feel your emotional sensitivity is most appreciated? When can you really allow your emotions to guide you? And how are you taking care of your emotions? Where in your life do you feel like you shine? Where do you feel that your creative energy is fully expressed? Then let's consider boundaries. What boundaries are supporting you in taking action and building structure and being the most present in your life? Boundaries are so important as we work towards our soul purpose. Where in your life are you seeing disharmony versus harmony? And how can you spend more time in the harmonic versus the disharmonic? And then consider the current transformation that you're going through. Is it tied to your big dreams? Can you see your big dreams? Is there a vision beginning to take shape? Are you transforming for the better? How are you currently inspiring others? What are other people come to you for? Consider that. They're coming to you because they are inspired. So what is that, that they're coming to you for? How are you inspiring others? Okay, so that's a couple of questions to help guide you in uncovering your soul purpose. I encourage you to go download the workbook. It's free, and you'll be able to find your North Node, your South Node, and go quite a bit deeper in this process. The soul strategy readings that I have available right now, we will use this North Node technology, this North Node information, your personal North Node, as well as your human design chart to go deeper into what your soul needs right now. There's a couple of options for how we'll work together in this process if you're interested. So once you sign up, if you're interested, you'll get the details on how we'll work together. And I'm making this available, as I said, just through the month of August. And then perhaps we'll open this up again in future if it's something that we have a lot of interest in. I'm really enjoying doing these. I'm loving seeing the transformations that are already happening in these sessions. So come on in if you feel called. All right, so next I want to talk about this concept of romanticizing your life. I've been seeing this idea all over social media. I'm sure many of you have too. And then I came across a New York Times article 
the other day, and it talked about the the title actually was The Mundane Thrill of Romanticizing Your Life. And it says, a trend that took off early in the pandemic encourages people to appreciate life's simple pleasures, a philosophy that resonates just as strongly two years later. And I would say maybe even a bit more most recently, this is a philosophy that as the world has begun to open up and we start to see this hustle culture slowly attempting to creep back in, people going back into the office, working really long hours, it feels to me like it's more important than ever to allow a romanticism of life to be something that we're considering. It's all about appreciating the little things. So the little things could look like buying yourself flowers at the farmer's market or creating a gratitude practice, sitting down and doing some journaling in the morning and having a tea that you steep and set some intentions with and take the time to get grounded before you start the day. So many beautiful ways to do this. It's all about treating your life as something really special. So how are you doing that? How are you appreciating what you have right in front of you? How are you living with intention? How are you creating daily ritual? This is about beauty in the moment and a bit of a simpler approach to living, embracing minimalism. According to the New York Times article, experts are saying that the romanticizing trend may be enduring in part because it's a new way of exploring mindfulness practices. Mindfulness ultimately is the practice of paying attention to the present moment and becoming aware of your physical sensations, your thoughts, and your emotions in a non-judgmental way. It offers a sense of feeling and control after we truly lost a sense of that, but in a very new way. It's about bringing positive awareness to everything that life has to offer, no matter what your circumstances are. So really consider it. What can you do to bring beauty to the mundane? What can you do to create little moments of magic? This is not extravagant living. This is not frivolous living. This is about creating extra beauty in your daily routine. The trend also draws from the concept of Hygge. It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. It's a Danish custom. It's about being cozy. Beyonce has a song called Cozy. So these are all things that are in this realm of romanticizing your life. I encourage you to really allow yourself to become the main character of your experience. This is a time, unlike any other, to emerge from what the last couple of years have looked like with a sense of agency, with a sense of sovereignty, stepping fully into your power and doing it in a way that is completely your own. This does not have to look like anything you have ever seen before. So if you can celebrate life and you can celebrate the small everyday reasons that you get to enjoy life and fall in love with it all over again and create a new sense of what 
your own expression of life is going to look like, that is, that's the way, that's what we're talking about. Ask yourself, what truly brings me happiness? What am I waiting for? And how can I create joy in my life today? How can I find more compassion for myself? What do I really want to do versus what I think I need to do? These are all really good questions to consider as you romanticize your life. I'll leave a link to this New York Times article in the show notes too. There's so much more good stuff and apparently it's all over TikTok. I am admittedly not a TikTok person. I feel like maybe I'm the only one on the planet that is not a TikTok person. If you are too, holler. We are friends. <laughs> I, I kind of still can't quite get it. I don't know. It's just, it moves a little, the whole thing moves too fast for me. I know I probably shouldn't admit this, but it's true. It is true. So lots of good stuff in this New York Times article. I wanted to share it with you. And with that, we are complete for today. I've got some great interviews coming up the remainder of this year, this season two of Your Woo Woo Best Friend. I have coming to the show the Crypto Witch Club founder, Sheeran. She's going to be joining me. I've got James Stanley, who's an incredible interior designer with such a soulful and spiritual approach to the concept of design and beauty. Jesse Finkelstein, who is the creator of the book, no, the game. It's kind of a book and a game. It's called The Game of Real Life. And he, the conversation we had was so cool. His story is so interesting. He went from being a creative director and illustrator to moving into the mental health field and he is in a doctoral program now. I can't wait for you to meet him. Let's see, we have Monica Berg coming up who is the chief communications officer for the Kabbalah Center International and lots more. Thank you for being with me. If this episode has resonated with you, send me a note. I love to hear from you and chat with you. I love having voice note conversations over on Instagram. So send me a note. Let me hear from you. Tell me what you've been loving about the show, what resonated for you about this episode. And if you want to be my total bestie, you already know what to do. Go leave me a review. Five stars if you feel like this show is worthy of that. You can do that on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. And it means the world to us when you do that. It helps the show to grow and get in front of in front of more eyes, which is so appreciated. With that, I'm sending you so much love, so much compassion for self. Go romanticize your life. I will see you again next week here on Your Woo Woo Best Friend.